Arizona Boomer Radio presents Making It, the show about people starting a business, trying to get their great idea developed, or transitioning to entrepreneurship. We also visit with the experts that have information about avoiding pitfalls when starting a business. Now it's time for Making It. Paycheck for 
the um, the everyday grind of having your own thing. But I love it, and I know you do too, and we've been enjoying that together. I am a branding expert. I hope that this thing today that we're going to talk about is of value to people because it really does set the stage for everything else, is how important your brand is. Well, how important your brand is 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 uh, the, the thrust of what we're going to talk about today. So why don't we kind of start with um, what is a brand? I mean, uh, people talk about branding all the time. They might think of uh, different names, different products throughout the uh, throughout the, the globe, the world, uh, and Coca-Cola is a brand. Uh, but explain in terms that I think most people understand what is a brand. Your brand is all of the touch points that someone will encounter about your business. And by that I mean it could include the, the normal things that we think of, your business card and your stationery and all your collateral materials and the fact that it all looks great and it all matches. You know, it has a color combination and a scheme and uh, you know, a font that you've chosen that speaks to, you know, your particular style and so forth. But it can also be your voicemail greeting and your invoices and, and everything including your attire, uh, where you choose to network, um, any kind of web or print materials that you're putting out there, including your blog, your social media, and including what you do and don't reveal about yourself and so forth. But it is also what makes you unique, relevant, irresistible, and compelling to your market. It's very important, and it's, it is something that you can mess up, uh, which we'll talk about as we go on. And I think the most important thing to remember is your brand is an experience. It is all the parts that make you, whether you work in a company or you are the company, you stand out, and that's the main thing. To, to differentiate you in the big scheme out there. And believe me, it is a big, big world out there. You also um, have spoken, I know, about not only your business brand, but your personal brand. Uh, sometimes they're one and the same. Sometimes one reflects on the other. Uh, would you go into that a little bit? Well, I've, I've mentioned about the fact that, you know, it's, it's the uh, experience of you that makes your brand different, but you can express it and deliver it in different ways. For example, how you shake hands with someone, uh, whether or not you have a, a firm handshake and you look the person in the eye and you always stand up, um, that could be the very first indicator of your personal brand. So the first thing to do is ask yourself, okay, what makes me different? And the answer that you come up with can become the basis for what some people call your elevator speech. Uh, elevator speech might be even too long for this exercise, but I would say just devise nine words that are the differentiator for you personally and say those words out loud. Now, mine might be, uh, my nine words might be, I help people get noticed and remembered profitably. Let me say that again. I help people get noticed and remembered profitably. So clearly in my brand, I'm saying that I not only want to help people, but I want them to be profitable. So I've added that word on the end as one of my power words. So it's just you know, take an assessment of your strengths and your personal traits, 
maybe even ask some of the people who have dealt with you in the past, what was it that was special about our interaction? What was noteworthy? And if they didn't experience anything of you, (laughs) then maybe that's another place for you to take a look. And then maybe analyze what you think your nine power words are that I just told you about and see if maybe other people have that same experience of you. And it's just all about the value that you present. I've also heard you say that a person's brand or a business's brand is their promise. That uh, by saying Coca-Cola, as an example, people are expecting certain things. There is a promise from Coca-Cola because it's well established. There is a promise from McDonald's because it's um, it's well established. So you know that when you go to McDonald's, as an example, uh, you're promised to have the same food, good or bad food, whether it's nutritious or not nutritious, is not part of the promise. The promise is that you can expect to have the same hamburger at any McDonald's you go to whenever you go there day or night. So a brand in that respect is uh, is your promise, or is the promise of things to come. That's right. And I would also express the promise as a strong emotion or feeling that you hope to convey. So you have to live up to that at all costs. It is your <coughs> excuse me, agreement <coughs> with your prospects and your clients that you are indeed the best choice out there. <coughs> Sorry about that. <coughs> and the trust that they're going to give you has to be a match to the promise because that's really the whole point. There are lots and lots of people out there that do what we do. But if we put ourselves out there as almost a category of one, which is a uh, a great thing to strive for, so that we are not just any old port in the storm, we are the port in the storm. Now your promise and your value match. Let's talk a little bit about controlling your brand and whether whether or not you as the entrepreneur or the business person uh, or personally, for that matter, have 100% control over your brand or whether there are others that help control your brand or, or get involved in the control of your brand. So let's start with you as a business. Uh, are you the sole controlling factor in your brand? I am if I have kept my light under a bushel and I've kept my doors closed and I have stayed in my house in my pajamas. But that's not going to get us very much business. So what that means is we are exposed out in the world. If we are exposed out in the world, it is incumbent upon us, let us say, to make sure that we are not the only actor, right? So that means that how we interact with other people, how we solve problems if we have made a mistake, how we apologize if we have made a mistake, um, that other person can can control the brand. Um, Using as an example the... I think it was United Airlines that was charging baggage fees for the people on planes coming back from Afghanistan or Iraq. And the backlash from that with the people just going nuts that our troops coming home were being charged $200 for their baggage, um, just they went nuts and they had to walk it back. So think about how many times you've heard the words they had to walk it back or they had to come out and, and do a PR blitz of an apology or something, or they had to make amends in some way. That is other people controlling the brand. 
So you have to be careful. Another place you have to be careful, of course, is social media, which can be the death knell of your business if you do things that are what I call, real simple, stupid. Um, like posting something that lives forever, that you thought was funny, and causes your competition to go crazy, <clears throat> your customers to go crazy, and to have a blemish that you could have avoided by just not posting something stupid. And a very good example, I believe, <clears throat> is during political seasons, shall we say, which we have just experienced one that seemed to last forever, in my opinion. Um, you know, I believe that people who send um, political tweets and Facebook posts that are controversial, if you will, have a, take a chance on, on possibly alienated half of the people watching or absorbing or encountering that. So is your brand worth that? You know, I know that right now, for example, Denny's, which, you know, Denny's is a destination for some people. <laughs> We've gone to Denny's many times as the destination at 2 o'clock in the morning. Um, but Denny's is is um, um, hiking up, let's say, and opposing certain parts of the Affordable Care Act, as an example, and they are doing that in a way that could cause half of their people that eat there to say, you know, I'm not going to eat here anymore. You know, they put a surcharge, some of them in Texas, I think it is, they put a surcharge on their menu, and they're saying this because of the Affordable Care Act. Well, they had to walk it back 24 hours after they did that. So that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you're not in control of your brand unless you control your brand. I know for a fact when we're talking about social media, I've written a blog myself, and you know about it, and that is how to ruin your brand in 140 poorly chosen characters. Um the, the nice, the nice thing about uh, the social media is it's is very quick and it's very easy. The bad thing about the social media is that it's very quick and it's very easy. Um, if you're in a situation where you post something either Twitter or Facebook, and it's it's like it is the printed word, and there's no nuance there. There's no body. There's no body. Uh, body English. There's there's no facial expression. Uh, there there's there, there's nothing to shade uh, shade the the posts in any aspect of gray or any other color. It's either black or it's white. It's on or it's off. It's yes or it's no. And once it's out there and you hit send, uh, then you're uh, you're absolutely. Um, Stuck with your words, your because your words are on the page. So, what uh, what recommendations can you make for people that are uh, posting willy nilly, shall we say? Uh, would your recommendation be just don't do it that way? Don't get involved in the controversial topics if you are concerned with your brand, unless it is your brand to be controversial. Well, that's exactly what my answer would be. If your brand has to do with politics and Part of what you're offering as your your value statement or your um, this is what makes me valuable to you, Mr. and Mrs. Consumer, is my my particular slant on politics or whatever. Then do that. That's that's your brand. But if it is not, I would say stay out of it altogether. And I wouldn't even put it in personal emails uh, to people you think might be your friends um, <laughs> because they can still say, you know what, that was just a nasty, ugly, you know. 
commentary on the human condition that I just received from so-and-so, and and I don't even think I want to do business with them. And it was maybe in a personal email. So I would say, if you're in business, just don't do it. I really would. I would say, just don't do it. But what I would say is have a plan for your social media that is adding value to your group of people that you're trying to keep engaged with you. Because that's the most important piece that you're doing, is staying top of mind, differentiating yourself, adding value on a consistent basis so that they are looking forward to, they being the tribe you're building, by the way, are looking forward to whatever tweet goes flying by. That's what's so funny about this. These things go flying by, right? But they can still get you in trouble. You know, the Facebook post doesn't live right on your screen very long, but it's long enough for somebody that wants to find it and bring you down, so to speak, for a few minutes. They can find it. Well, so add value, add value, add value, add value. Well, yes, and 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 you see all the time, and you hear all the time about so and so that made a post, and 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 Twitter might be their Twitter or Facebook is their communications center of choice uh, for the purpose of getting the message out, whether it be uh, a candidate slamming another candidate, whether it be a, a football player uh, commenting on uh, someone else on his team or some other team, getting themselves in trouble and getting themselves crosswise with other folks. Uh, and, and it becomes um, uh, headline fodder, bulletin board fodder, whatever the case case might be. And some of it is intentional and others of it is just strictly because they're stupid. Well, I love it when either a representative has to come out the next day or five minutes after the post goes live. Either a representative comes out or uh, a person comes out and says, oh, I, that's not what I meant. You've misinterpreted what I said. Well, I'm pretty sure that I saw what you said, and I'm pretty sure I did not misinterpret what you said, but you just hit go before you thought it through. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> I mean, how many, that, that is that is the case uh, on a regular basis anymore that somebody can say something. And then the other, the other thing is always the way a lot of folks do it is they just ignore it and say, no, I didn't say that. Well, okay, fine. Um, so we don't have to, to get into that type of situation. But uh, what are some what are some things that you can say as suggest to people as far as putting putting some pop, if you call it, or putting some uh, some real emphasis and some uh, some life into your into your brand? Well, in order to answer that question, and that is a very good question, let's talk about Virgin Airlines for a second, because the whole Virgin brand. Richard, uh, Sir Richard Branson's brand is a perfect example of a brand that has made a promise and everything they do lives up to it. Virgin is bigger than everybody else, right? Virgin Airlines, you know what to expect on that on that flight. You know it's going to be top of the line. It's going to be an amazing experience. Nothing that happens on that airline is is uh, low low um, low level. So <clears throat> what they have done to express their strengths and values are the same things that you want to do. So let's just go down what I know they have done and see if what you would do in your brand is the same thing. So you differentiate your business to get noticed. That's obvious. You shift your business to front and center of your customer's mind. I call that TOMA, top of mind awareness. You make your brand invaluable to your market. 
you clearly articulate your your brand value. You inspire your market with your communication, which is what we were just talking about. Add value rather than 140 poorly chosen characters. You have to be recognized as an authority and not get ignored. And then you develop valuable content for your social media marketing, which we've been talking about in the last few minutes, which includes your blogs, newsletters, videos, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and so forth. And then you build brand equity and make a name for yourself. And I think that the Virgin brand has certainly got lots of brand equity and has a name for itself. As far as putting oomph, I like to call it, let's put some va-va-voom into your brand. And let's ignore the, um, the O's and the A's for a minute in va-va-voom, and let's just go with the consonants. The first one, the V, is for vector. Now, vector, if you get the dictionary definition, um, it's a compass reading. It's a course or a direction, or I, I also like to call it the lane. It is your chosen or taken course, your vector. If you establish where you are, where you're going, and once you get there, will you like it, that's the first V for vector. The second V is for vitality. And I'm saying that in what I call the new normal, and lots of people have started calling it the new normal, and I, you know, you call it the new normal, you're going to need to exhibit all of the spunk and pluck and pizzazz and sparkle that you can muster to stand out and stand for your promise and stand out for your competition. The audacity, intensity, and zeal that you deliver in all of your communication and relationship management is going to signal for people that, hey, you need to pay attention to me, and I'm going for it. And while you're at it, remember I was talking about that category of one. That is the Virgin Airlines thing, category of one. There's nothing like it. The next V is for, in boom, rather, is for vision. And that is the quality of your um, ideas and your solutions and your originality. And a powerful vision statement should stretch expectations and aspirations and help you jump out of your comfort zone even. But still know that it's possible because everything is possible with the right kind of, what are we were talking about, force spunk and pizzazz and vitality and all that stuff. The M is for mission. And a personal mission statement is, of course, that description of what you want to focus on, what you want to accomplish, and if you could see yourself five years from now in completion and fully happy with what happened, what would that look like? So that's the that's the va-va-boom. Oh, and then you can use the O's and the A's that are left for the ooh and ah factor. And the ooh and ah factor is how are you putting yourself out there using any number of tools to basically get the people that are engaging with you to say, ooh, ah, love that person, love that brand. What are some, uh, what are some brands that, uh, that when you think of branding and, and you're talking to people about branding, uh, what are some of the brands that are out there today, big or small, that uh, you seem to feel are the epitome of a good brand? Well, the old standbys, of course, um, Coca-Cola is a good one. Um, you know what to expect. Now, and it's funny. Remember when they put put out the new Coke and they changed their look of the can, they changed the logo. They didn't change the red, but they changed everything else, including changed the flavor. Yes. 
And what did they get? They got pushed back like crazy and had to walk it back. I love walking back. <laughs> it's like, you know, when when you are the um, the other dancer in a uh, in a couple, you know, we get to walk backwards and you know, do it in heels. But walk it back is not a good thing in public relations, right? So anyway, they had to walk it back. Um, there are any number of other brands that you know exactly what to expect. You already mentioned McDonald's. Um, McDonald's in every country is um, like a beacon, you know, the golden arches. If you are a McDonald's person and you can, you know, I mean, who who really isn't in the secret space, you know, oh, I can't read at McDonald's. Really? You've never eaten at McDonald's? I don't believe it. Um, but you you look at that golden arch and you say, I know what that's going to be like in there. Uh, Kleenex, you know, the, the big brands, I know that I'm never going to be disappointed. I'm also not going to be disappointed in their advertising because their messaging is going to match my expectation and the brand, uh, I'm sorry, and the, the corporate values that I know they have are the same as they had 100 years ago. You know, they want to please me. You mentioned you mentioned Kleenex, and it's interesting uh, because uh, there, are, there are some brands uh, that um, – the, their name is the product, and and Kleenex, well, yeah. Kleenex is one of them. Yeah, so, so it's your uh, Yeah, yeah. So let's I'm, go to the store. Don't forget to get some Kleenex. All right, you get some Kleenex, but you may not get Kleenex. Right, You're right. going to get facial tissue. Correct. Uh, Xerox is is another one uh, that that you brought up. It certainly comes to mind. Uh, it, 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 I use the word saran wrap. When I really mean, you know, plastic, some kind of plastic yeah. wrap that'll stick to the bowl, but right. I always call it saran wrap, even though I haven't necessarily bought saran wrap in a while. Right. You right. know, so yeah, and that that's pretty interesting, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I mean, that's that's an objective for anybody that's in business or has or certainly has a product, is to have that product become so strong that it is its name of the that particular brand is identified as the product. That's a huge huge advantage in the marketplace. It is. And I think that's taking category of one to maybe the, the ultimate level. In other words, you're not going to call a uh, an airline um, <laughs> this is not going to come out right. I was going to say you're not going to call it a virgin. <laughs> 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 anyway, we know what we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so when you're do you, do you, can you think of any examples where uh, you know of I, I've got a couple in mind. Couple in mind. That's why I, you know it's the old, the, old, the old thing. Don't ask the question unless you've got the answer. Uh, a couple of examples of people who has whose brand has saved them. Uh, in other words, I feel that people's brands. You service your brand, and you serve you serve your brand, so your brand is always there and it's always strong. But sometimes, if you mess up, your brand is hopefully so strong that it can serve you and it can save your bacon. By the fact that it's oh well, it's Coke. They made a mistake, but it's still Coke, and we're going to forgive that. Uh, can you think of anything? I mean, I've got a I've got a couple examples in mind. If you don't, but well, we've already mentioned Coke, so maybe give me one while I think, and then I'll well, I, 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 I like I, that question. I'm, I'm thinking particular of a of a of a place 
that I know that uh, you used to work years ago when we were in when we were in Southern California, where this gentleman had built his brand and his name. His name was the company name, and it was a very strong brand, and he was very well very well known and highly regarded in his industry. And as the industry grew, and as the business grew, and so on and so forth, uh, his his business grew right along with it, and he got stronger and stronger, and he made he made some strides and went into big a larger building and so on and so forth, and all. Of a sudden, he had to downsize because of the recessionary times and the, and the market fell apart. He has to go back to his original roots. I'm sure along the way it was it was thought of by some that maybe he had made some mistakes and was he ruining his name and ruining his brand, but in reality, he hadn't because he had taken so much time and so much uh, care in building his brand uh, in the first place that even if he had to uh, if he had to uh, live through a little bit of a setback, uh, the brand was still there. In that particular case, the brand served him or serviced him or saved him uh, because he had done such a great job on protecting his brand and being so emphatic on the protection of his brand as he built it, as he started the business. Uh, I think you know who I'm. Oh yeah, of course. You know who I'm talking about, and okay. I and I think that's an example of how your brand can serve you. Well, I'm also wondering if something like, let's use the BP oil spill. I know they were just slapped with a very large, multi-billion-dollar fine for what happened in the Gulf, but they're still doing business. So mm-hmm. clearly, their brand is not going away because they have this. Blight. I call it, my mother used to call it a blight on your begonias. Uh, there's a blight on their begonias, all right, because lots of people died and lost their livelihoods and so forth. Um, but BP is still there, and they're still working in the communities and so forth to rehabilitate their brand. So I think you can have something happen and rehabilitate your brand also. Um, is that a good example that kind of fits with what you're saying? Yeah, I, I think so. But I, I think the reason that people can rehabilitate their brand, I think if people would really um, uh, be so con- so terribly concerned about the fact and, and, and truly outraged about the fact that went on with the BP oil spill, uh, and... And if there was this massive concern in the public and this outrage and so on and so forth, that outrage went away for all the damage they did, the hundreds of millions of dollars of damage, billions of dollars of damage they did. Uh, all of a sudden, they're, they, uh, they, it's mea culpa, mea culpa to some degree, not completely, but the mea culpa was done with regard to here. Let me let me throw some of our our excess profits at it and maybe make the problem go away, or at least make the problem more palatable. Um, it, I don't think that's rehabilitating the brand. As far as I'm concerned, um, BP is is still as bad as they've ever been because I don't think they've changed anything. All they've done is, you know, it's better to ask for forgiveness than it is for permission. Well, how about companies that? declare bankruptcy and then come back. I think that's interesting. I mean, obviously, well, it bankruptcy, is interesting. Well, it is. Bankruptcy is a uh, a legal remedy for circumstances, no doubt. But it's interesting that you can survive that, especially when, you know, people are harmed when you say, okay, we're not going to pay the bills and we're going to reorganize and we're going to do this, that, and the other thing. It's just interesting. And, you know, something has to happen in order for that brand to survive that. 
Well, you wonder what is. Ha- I think that's. I think that's bigger than branding. I, I think that's uh, transformational with regard to society and what society allows now, whereas before they never had the tolerance for that type of thing. That if that if you were if you went belly up, if you were if you were bankrupt, even though you went bankrupt and you had a a, a legal remedy, the fact is that you were still stigmatized. Well, I know that's true, and I used to think that even more so than I do now. And the reason I don't think it's uh, – you're right. It's, it's not as much of a stigma because I think, okay, Chrysler back in the day, not this round, but Chrysler went bankrupt. The city of New York has gone bankrupt. Donald Trump has been bankrupt. Numerous times. Yes. And nobody says when, when any of those people roll out their new product or service or whatever, oh, and by the way, you know, congratulations on overcoming your bankruptcy. Nobody, it, you know what I'm saying? It's not part of their stick. So it's interesting that we as consumers just overlook or just don't know or don't care. Well, it's not only that, but it, it, it's, I, I, it's, it's, a, it's a social commentary, and we don't have to get into social commentary other than now I'm going to say this much. It used to be the same about divorce. <laughs> yeah. It used true. to be the same about divorce. Oh, my gosh, they're divorced. <laughs> Uh, but that certainly doesn't mean anything anymore. Uh, so let's get back to the branding thing. Well, I, I, I'm ahead. glad you right. want to bring us back to the branding because I remember something that I wanted to tell a story about the ooh and ah factor that I forgot okay. to tell at the time, and it's kind of cute. And it's a story that Dan Kennedy, who's one of the branding gurus of all time, top uh, um, marketing and um, copywriting genius, of all time. He tells a story about a an ice cream manufacturer who needed a boost, what I'm going to call that shot of ba-ba-boom. And I don't know if Dan told him to do this or if he just, just decided it himself, but he decided that his ice cream was um, um, going to be well-served in a campaign where the cow's whose milk made the ice cream possible, became the stars of a campaign. So he incorporated photographs of these cows, and basically it was Elsie or Mabel or whatever else these names of these cows were, that personalized this whole ice cream production, and he was able to charge $10 a quart because of this engagement and excitement. You know, the thought that Elsie is the cow that made my ice cream, you know, and here's Elsie's picture and I'm I'm invested in Elsie and Elsie's invested in me. And it completely changed his um his company and kept him from going out of business. So I just love that story. You know, it's like, okay, so how do you do that? You know, how do you make that decision to shift your brand awareness in your customer's mind? And you can get pretty out there because there's all different ways to do it with the social media that we can use, the online to- uh, possibilities. Um, you can have QR codes that somebody scans it and it goes, somebody, something amazing happens. You know, it's just so many ways now that we didn't have before, back in the day when you and I started. Absolutely. And uh, there's something that you call uh, brandscape management, and that's how you design your branding and what your plan is for that. And I want to get into that with you uh, very briefly. First, before we do that, I want to uh, play our little 
package of radio spots here, and then when we come back, we'll talk about brandscape management uh, and how you use that as far as helping people determine their brands and planning their brands, and then we'll wrap up the show. So we'll be back in about two and a half minutes. Boomer and the Babe are the publishers of Boomer Series Books. Our authors have their own shows on the Boomer and the Babe Network. We encourage you to listen. Ron Naraki, author of the forthcoming book, The Ten Commandments of Investing, is the host of Wealth DNA, a financial show about real estate investment. Learn how to build and manage your portfolio. Ron hosts the show, and he always has good information to pass along, as do his guests. Listen to Wealth DNA on the second and fourth Monday of the month at 8 a.m. Arizona time. Tom Liggering's another Boomer Series author. His book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours, is the basis of the show he does with his broadcast partner, Dr. Terry Munther. Listen to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry on the fourth Wednesday of every month at 9 a.m. Arizona time. Learn how you can maximize your performance in business and in life. The methods you employ can either help or hinder. The choice is yours. Before you book your next round of golf in Arizona, go see what golfers just like you are saying about the courses you want to play at GolfMix.com. While you're there, write a review of the last course you played and get $10 off your next purchase at Vans Golf Shops and enter into our Greenskeeper of the Year contest for a chance to win a foursome at the home of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, the stadium course at TPC Scottsdale. So check out Golf Mix, Arizona's leading golf course review site and mobile app. What are you waiting for? at golfmix.com. The Boomer and the Babe are proud to be affiliated with Valley View Community Food Bank where the food is always free. Valley View is now serving Phoenix from their new 36,000 square foot location at West Peoria and 107th Avenue in Sun City, Arizona. The new location houses the Food Bank, Feeding Arizona, and the Valley View Thrift Store. Feeding Arizona delivers food to other food banks and food pantries that are in need. If you're looking for a 501c3 to support, go to valleyviewcommunityfoodbank.com. All donations are welcome, be it food, money, or volunteer hours. No donation is too small. Get a hold of Jesse Ramirez, founder and director, and say, I want to help. Valley View Community Food Bank, where the food is always free. And we're back on Making It. It is Friday, November 16th, 2012, and we're talking with Deborah Brown, partner and confidant. and Your person. And my person. <laughs> Your personal person. And, and my personal person <laughs> uh, in business and in life. And, of course, Boomer the Babe. She's Babe of Boomer the Babe Incorporated. Um, before we went out to break, uh, I mentioned that I wanted to – go into a little bit of a discussion of what you call brandscape management. I know you have that term on some of the written materials you've got. What is brandscape management? Well, it's kind of a takeoff on landscape management. I used to work for a company where I was the director of marketing for a commercial landscape maintenance company, which is quite funny because I know absolutely nothing about landscape but yeah i'm going to interject here that we <laughs> what, what deborah knew about uh 
growing things was if it, brown, if it was brown, it needed water. If it was green, it was okay. Right. But I knew how to market that company, which I did all over Southern California. So I'm, I'm cool with that. But, boy, I, I had my days where I'm like, oh, my God, do you want me to walk this property? I don't know what I'm going to say. But anyway, I was able to take my personal brand in that case and make the people believe that I knew exactly what was going on. <laughs> so, but my brandscape management um idea is that just like in your landscape, you have your plantings and your color palette and your, um, you know, your water feature and so forth. So that's what it looks like, right? And it's the foundation of everything else that you do outside in your, in your backyard or whatever. So this is the same kind of thing. And we've already talked about it being your, your um, business card and your stationery and your logo and all those things that are the touch points that somebody would notice and remember, and they need to communicate your your brand value and your promise. So I have a checklist to kind of go through about six things and establish whether or not you are in a category where you need to work on it or all the way to rocket ship to the moon. And I've, I've got this little thing you can actually circle, the number one through five, with five being rocket ship to the moon. And that means you've got this covered. So how about if I just go through these and you can hear a lot of <clears throat> things to think about inside those um, uh, checklist points. So the first one is, my business card represents and communicates my differentiator, my brand essence, the thing that makes me special. And that's a one to five rating five being high, mm-hmm. uh, that anybody would self-assess. Correct. So if, you, if you're reading this and you go, the thing that makes me special, oh, there's nothing on my business card that says anything about me being special, then that would be a place for you to work. Okay? The second one is, my collateral materials tell my story and deliver the message about my unique value, relevance, and most importantly, my promise. The third one is, my personal brand inspires trust, confidence, and loyalty. I have made a name for myself using these watchwords. And that is really important, by the way, that whole trust, confidence, and loyalty piece, because your credibility and trustworthiness have got to be on stage all of the time. That's what's going to get you your category of one if that's what you're working on. The fourth one is, I show up as capable, remarkable, and incredibly referable because of my closely monitored and polished reputation. And that goes back to that whole idea of don't, don't unleash a tirade in the wrong place. Don't unleash a tirade at all, really. That's that. The fifth one is, I have garnered a reputation as an authority in my field, and I offer valuable content on my subject or my expertise regularly. And that might be in Twitter, Facebook, blogging, speaking, article publication, consulting. Um, you should be doing a free newsletter if you can. Uh, you can teach a class at a local university or a college. Uh, you can write articles for publication all over the place. I mean, there's just things that you can do. So you want to be known in your particular niche as the go-to person, right? So there's lots of ways to do that. And then the final one in my Brandscape checklist is I am irresistible compelling, relevant, and unique, and my target market knows that about me. So there's a lot of work that you can do just by downloading this this checklist and working just in those words. 
quite amazing, really, where you go, oh, I didn't even think about that. You know, like I should be relevant and unique and compelling all at the same time. <laughs> so. uh, two out of three. <laughs> yeah, I'll just be one. Yeah. Yeah. So my my uh, my key, by the way, the the one through five is uh, number one. As I said, needs work. Number two means you're on the right track. Now I'm giving you benefit of the doubt, even at a two. You're on the right track. Um, number three means you're ready to step up and and kind of polish some of this and go for it. Number four means you're trending toward awesome. So I give you lots of credit for lots of uh, movement. And then five again is the rocket ship to the moon. Well, those are uh, certainly five or six points or, or things that people can look at as far as little categories, as far as their brand is concerned, as far as their business is concerned, their reputation. All of those good things are involved here in, in the brand. Uh, one last little bit of discussion I want to have before we wrap up here, and that is uh, branding, establishing a brand, working on a brand, um, keeping a brand whole, for lack of a better word, uh, is all part and parcel of a public relations or a PR effort. And uh, if you have somebody that can uh, help you with your PR, or if you are good at PR yourself, your chances are that you can keep your brand clean uh, by making sure that you're monitoring everything and, and telling people you're monitoring and, let, and letting people know via public relations that uh, your brand is intact and your brand is strong. Uh, but by the same token, uh, you want to make sure that if you are doing your own PR or if you have somebody that's doing the PR for you, uh, you want to be able to um, control your PR at least as far as what you think your core message is. And if it's your core message, whatever it is, if it's your core message, remember that it's your core message and don't let somebody else talk you out of your core message. I like that, and I also would say that the resource box that goes on articles and at at the bottom of a press release and so forth really needs some work. You need to really think about that because that should be a constant, consistent message that almost stands alone so that it has enough about what we've been talking about in it that a person can walk away and, and say, okay, not only did I enjoy the content of either the press release or the article, but I like what I just read about the author or the subject of this article. And I think that's important. So don't um, don't skimp on working on that. Make sure that that has um, enough in it to communicate your particular uniqueness, relevance, and specialness. That's what I would say. Well, I want to, uh, first of all, thank you for coming coming to this side of the office to be on the radio show with me. I would have uh, to say that's funny because I rolled my desk, my chair yeah, over here. Uh, <laughs> it was hard. We had, we, you came past the line of demarcation. <laughs> I did. And, uh, and I want to, I want everybody to know, because I, I, when I'm on the radio doing other shows and so on and so forth, I mentioned the website, uh, boomerthevabe.com. Go there, find out everything else that the Boomer the Babe does everything we're involved in besides the radio show. Uh, and you, for for the most part, are responsible for all the other things that the Boomer the Babe does because that's what you do for the 
for the company. So why don't you go ahead and give us uh, your or our shameless self-promotion with regard to the other aspects of Boomer and the Babe, Inc., and so what, if you want to tell us some of the things you're working on now and, and some of the projects that uh, are ongoing and how people can get involved in any of those projects. Well, thank you for that opportunity, first of all, because, you know, I gave you my, my key, you know, needs work, on the right track, ready to step up, trending toward awesome and rocket ship to the moon. And some of our stuff, I think, is, is trending toward awesome. Some of it's rocket ship to the moon. Um, some of it is still a work in progress because, like everyone else, we figure out, you know, what should we do in the new normal? What should we do as far as serving our people that follow us and want to play in our arena? Well, it's not just this radio show. We are also able to help people publish their books. We have a series called Boomer Series, which is a series of baby boomer-directed books that are in the health, wealth, travel, fitness, parenting, quality of life, legacy, and business categories. And they are Kindle books. They will also be print books. So anyone that wants to um, take their core message and create a short, focused um, e-book, I can help them do that. They can be in the Boomer series, and it's not a huge fee to do that, but there is a, a small fee. And then I also help work on getting that to be as much of a bestseller uh, in that category as possible. Uh, another thing that we are doing is helping people with their branding, of course. And I do consulting, and that's a lot of times why I'm not on uh, many of your shows, because I have clients that I am helping build their brand. And we have a website called boomerandthebabe.com, which holds, well, let's say, let's put it this way. It's, um, sometimes it's a three and sometimes it's a four, depending on how much work I've done on our own stuff. Sort of like the barber forgets to um, cut his own kid's hair. So, you know, so, um, but I like our website, and it has been through 17 different um, uh, clothing changes, shall we say, and right now I really like it. So please go to boomerandthebabe.com, see what we're doing. Um, there's a magazine that we produce uh, probably quarterly, monthly, it depends on which what kind of mood I'm in and how much other work I have, but we need to get it more regularly done. But anyway, it's a great magazine, and it includes articles by people who have been on the Boomer and the Babe show. And so it's great stuff. And you can see the magazine. So we're, we're doing a lot of stuff. So I would say go to boomerandthebabe.com and um, sign up to receive that magazine. And when you do that, you'll also receive occasional emails where we will give you something valuable and just check in with you. All good. And I also want to mention that on the uh, boomerandthebabe.com, we have a uh, a pricing page for anybody that's interested in being uh, sponsors or advertise on any of our radio programs. Also, if you'd like to have an ad in uh, Boomer Experience Speaks online magazine, the rates are there for that. And if you'd like to have a 10-minute segment here on making it, uh, just drop us a line via the contact us 
and we'll go over what the rates are and the charges are for that. And believe me, it is not anything that you would think it would be, including uh, a little conversation with either myself or Deborah, whoever's doing it that particular day. And then we're going to put the, uh, the opening and the close on it, and you'll be able to put that on your website. Uh, you'll be able to email it and do all kinds of neat things with it once once you have it. So uh, all kinds of opportunities for people to market their businesses, uh, to be involved in the Boomer the Babe uh, activities and be part of our uh, our tribe and uh, get involved with uh, our sphere of influence and uh, get involved with everything else that we're doing and therefore uh, we're going to be able to help promote you and get your business to get to the next level and hopefully just all walk off into the sunset holding hands and that's what we're uh, we're kind of all about. Uh, with that, I think we're going to wrap it up. Deborah, do you have anything else to add? I don't. I don't. I just say put some va va into your brand, and you'll know what I mean. Sounds great. This has been uh, Making It with uh, the Boomer and the Babe. Uh, Deborah was here talking about the branding and another good co- uh, rest of uh, the conversation, a little aside from that as well. we got some bonus material from her today. So we appreciate the fact that she was here. Uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We'll be back again starting on Monday with more shows at 9 and 11. And we have an 11 o'clock show today, as a matter of fact. Uh, people discussing uh, Tracy Vega and her husband will be talking about how to avoid being mugged and attacked if you are a woman. So this could be a very good show. Uh, And it's not a question of getting thrown around and beaten up. They just tell you how to get the heck out of there. And that will be a great show as well. So hope you can join us at 11 o'clock Arizona time. Uh, Until then, we'll say goodbye for now. And uh, have a great weekend. Take care. You've been listening to Arizona Boomer Radio with Pete Peters and Deborah Brown. Arizona Boomer Radio is produced by the Boomer and the Babe Incorporated and can be heard Monday through Friday. You can sign up for their online magazine at boomerandthebabe.com. To reach the Boomer and the Babe, email host at boomerandthebabe.com or friend them on facebook.com slash boomerandbabe. And on Blog Talk, you can friend them at blogtalkradio.com slash boomerandbabe. Follow their tweets at twitter.com slash boomerandbabe. Be sure to make the second half of your life the best half of your life. And remember, at 50, you're just getting started.